cool cats and hot chicks out there. Let me tell you something. Maybe you've been feeling a little down lately. Well, you can get down with the Shoot Brothers podcast, and that's the truth. Ruth. That's right. This is the Shoot Brothers podcast, the one and only world's greatest wrestling podcast hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron Osborne. Bang, bang. It's on the shirt. World's greatest. It's on the shirt. <laughs> We're selling merch. World's great. We're selling merch now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyone can call themselves that. You can call yourself the best in the world. And if you put it on a T-shirt, I mean, hey. I mean, sometimes you are the best in the world. You know, CM Punk has often referred to himself as that. However, Shane McMahon also referred to himself as that one time. <laughs> That's what I mean. So, I mean, uh, yeah. It's all, it's all, about, who <laughs> it's get, it's all about who gets it on a shirt first. Yeah. I mean, uh, Michael Jackson is the king of pop, but I mean, that's just a title, right? Did did, did I mean that's the question? Did he put it on a shirt? Because if he didn't I put it on know. a shirt, all, all, although it takes is for <laughs> Shane McMahon to put it on a shirt, and then suddenly Shane McMahon is the king of pop, the king yeah. of the pop, wow. the king of the crowd pop. Here comes the money. <laughs> that's right, Mike. This is True <laughs> Brothers. Uh, big episode here. Hey, sort of glossed by this. God, I try my best to kind of always emphasize these things when it happens. Um, but I uh, but I totally missed out last week. Episode one fifty. Oh yeah, went right past it. You know what? I am. Uh, you know, usually I'm pretty good at kind of introducing the episode number uh, right before, but totally forgot it on a very important <laughs> uh, one. Our bicent, our bicentennial. <laughs> um, I don't think 150 has a. I mean, I just call it the Pokedex. But. It, the, the Pokedex, the of course, Pokedex. which makes this our big Mew episode. Yeah, this uh, is the Mew. This is where you have to kind of meet up with someone who has Pokemon Blue or Red. If you have the other one, then you got to kind of... I don't really remember the process of how Mew was exchanged between uh, devices, but do you recall? Well, I mean, the, the trading aspect was the same as any other. It was getting a Mew. Most people didn't get a Mew legitimately. They just used a Game Shark and... Yeah, now how how were you supposed to get a Mew? I totally forget. I mean, one of the legitimate ways was like Nintendo would go on a tour and they'd come to the malls and like set up a kiosk and you'd bring your Game Boy and they'd transfer you the Pokemon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember there they were they were at the Upper Canada Mall once doing it. And did, but did, I already had it because I cheated. Because so. you cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Game Shark like everyone else. We all had it months so ahead of time. Was there no legitimate way in game to get Mew? I mean, years later, people have found uh, unintended way. Like, you don't have to cheat, but you still have to, like, exploit glitches. It's like walk in this bush and then pull out this item and then fly here. And it was almost like it's a glitch, but then it makes Mew appear and you can catch him and everything's normal. Well, certainly. And, you know, we all recall the glitch where you would put an item sixth in your safety deposit box. <laughs> and then while you were saving, you would turn the game off, turn it back yeah. on. And then, then you had to go to... Viridian City, and then open up your box. That yeah, we all remember that. It was a similar, similar the, un, the unlimited whatever the item was, unlimited rare candies. Yeah. That's how we all got that level. <laughs> Master ball. Yeah, that's how we all got that level. Level one hundred Pikachu is super OP. I do not know <laughs> if you recall this from playing the game. Uh, I had a level one hundred Pikachu in my kind of roster in my starting five or. Eight or whatever it is mm -hmm. for years yeah no he's one of the go-to uh i mean there are some advantages to not evolving the pokemon they stay quicker they can learn different 
moves faster. Of course, I remember there was a point too where I, I don't know. I think I kind of got integrity halfway through playing Pokemon Red. Um, so <laughs> I had a bunch of like I kind of you know I think I souped up Pikachu and maybe a couple others, and then I and then I said to myself, no, I should be doing this legitimately. So of course, all all you do, I'm sure Mike, you would do a similar tactic where if you wanted somebody to evolve, you know, super early level, you want them to evolve all the way through. Uh, you go to the final four, you put them first in the fighting rotation, and then take them out <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they get all the experience, of course, and then one time through the final four, or whatever it is. What are they called? Yeah, uh, final, uh, yeah, final four. Yeah, final four. It is the final four? Wait, no. Yeah, they're I, called no, something, uh, Fantastic Four? <laughs> no, not uh, the Fantastic Why, uh... <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm I'm blanking on this. The ferocious elite four. Elite, the elite four. four. There we go. The elite four. The elite. Yeah. I, hey, well, I mean, the elite. We, we're seeing some. I mean, el- hey, we're seeing some elite <laughs> four on uh, Dynamite. Oh, why they they, they 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 golden missed opportunity. Let's get into professional wrestling because I can keep. We can keep going about Pokemon. I think for uh, oh yeah for an entire episode. But let's get into our wrestling week. Uh, how we always do, which is by crowning a brand new tweet of the week champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Uh, fantastic. This guy kind of came across my twi- kind of like the the Twitter scope not too long ago. Uh, I was like, oh, that is something outrageous to have said. And then as soon as that happens, that's enough for me to be like, okay, I'm gonna keep an eye on you, kind of in the distance, you know, sort of like a kind of like a bat, you know, kind of like a naughty country, and I'm Kofi Annan. Uh, heading up the UN there. I'm uh, kind of like, I got my eye on you. And who it is this week is a brand new one-time Twilight champion, uh, Virgil, who was somebody I was unaware of uh, until he popped up an episode of Dynamite, I think. Former million-dollar champion, Virgil. Something happened there. One of the few. One of the few million-dollar um, Yeah, one of four? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe. exactly. Uh, but anyways, he posted a photo of um, both him and Marty Jannetty tagging together. Uh, you know, old like school. recently? No, no, no. Old school <laughs> okay, WWF logo. People in the background have mustaches and thick glasses. <laughs> and yeah. uh, he posts a photo saying, "Time to reveal the truth." Hmm. Ooh. I, as soon as I saw that, oh, baby, we're going into it. Shawn Michaels is a jealous bitch, and I was the Whoa. original member of the Meat Sauce Rockers, and he could never handle my breadstick was bigger <laughs> than his crouton. Marty always wanted us to be the real team, and because Shawn knew how to tickle Vince's meatballs, he knew that he had to cut off the prosciutto fast enough to devour the buffet all for himself. Even Sonny was obsessed with me. He had no loyalty other than his own benefits. Ask Brett, ask Sid, ask Takes, ask Dink, ask Berserker, (laughs) and ask Max Moon. Ask the Orient Express, ask Akeem, ask the Bushwhacker Butch. Uh, Anyways, this is how the business works. Uh, firing off hot Virgil. Uh, I just love some of that. Yeah, it was fantastic. Virgil, <laughs> new two league champion, calling it Shawn Michaels, gotta love it. And also the fantastic meat play in the middle, meatballs, uh, yeah, the prosciutto he's... thing. I've seen, uh, I've seen some, some tweets in the past from Virgil. He plays into this whole, this is kind of his persona, big dick energy kind of guy. Literally. He loves talking about meat and his dick and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey. But, uh, he's, uh, yeah, holding on to some 25 year old beef, I guess, literally. Literally, twenty-five-year-old <laughs> beef. Uh, I don't recommend, folks. You'll be not feeling too good. Even if it was frozen this whole time, just throw it away and get a new slab of beef. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's not that. It's not that difficult to go down to No Frills, get some ground chuck, 
uh, <laughs> make your pasta sauce. Uh, Virgil, tw- uh, new Twilly champion, but also more officially on the radar. <laughs> on the radar. <laughs> on yeah. the radar. And off the rails. Uh, honestly, off the rails. Uh, congratulations yeah. to Virgil. There you go. Uh, let's get into it. Let's start firing off the wrestling week, you know. Uh, so I think last week we'd actually kind of cut Friday in half just because we were al- we were already sitting on a long-ish show. And, uh, you know, the way everything unfolds, all these shows aren't too long all the time. But uh, we did cut off Friday a bit early. It's 10 p.m. You're watching the TNT Network. Uh, watching a... You just finished a made-for-TV version of Kill Bill Volume 2. Which is like a 42-minute long movie. Uh, and it's, <laughs> yeah, they must be missing a lot. And it's time to uh, check out some AEW Rampage. 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 On TNT, uh, so let's start off with a bang. Uh, Brian Danielson taking on Nick Jackson here. Uh, yeah, I mean, can't go wrong. Just super hot crowd. Everyone's having uh, great wrestling going on. Brian doing all his technical submission stuff, uh, but then Nick on the outside distracts the ref, and Matt Jackson starts hitting him. And at this point, I think it's impossible for the elite to have a match without interfering these days. I think there was like one. I think there was like one three weeks ago, and that's why I noticed. But uh, but yeah, the <laughs> factions do as factions does. They're dangerous. These yeah. are dangerous men. Dangerous men. Uh, Nick shows it off by doing. He tries to do Brian's kicks, but the crowd's chanting no, and he does the every time he does it. And Brian's just taking them fearlessly, inviting him to hit harder. And uh, yeah, Brian just gets fired up, goes on a roll, hits his big yes kicks. Uh, and then eventually locks in the cattle mutilation. Nick has nowhere to go and he taps out. So Brian gets the first win in AEW. And I like that they're already establishing that cattle mutilation is another another deadly weapon in his arsenal. That's a super cool uh, fucking yeah. move. Zack Sa- yeah, Zach I mean, Sabre Jr. does it all the time. I've been watching a lot of PWG highlights from three, four years ago. He's always pulling that move off. And fuck, I, th- I swear I'd never seen it. Ever. And now I'm seeing it all the time. Yeah, well, Brian barely. He only did it in WWE like three times probably. <laughs> Maybe more. But. Right. Uh, either way, it's a great move. Good win for Brian. Uh, afterwards, the Elite try to beat him up, but Jurassic Express, Christian come out to help. So they all stand tall. They'll have a match together next week. Yeah. One thing that's great, uh, since Adam Cole's arrival, far less of the uh, the uh, the other two, the, the fuck nuts there. <laughs> yeah, the bad brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I genuinely actually forgot what they were called. Way less <laughs> no, of the good hopefully. brothers since uh, their departure. You know, maybe the the elite's getting a little too full. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be the elite, not uh, Ooh, those guys. You know, yeah, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more in match- between uh, matches. Yeah, there was like this short little film about Ricky Starks. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know what it was trying to establish. It was just slick. It was just there, and uh, you gotta wonder too. <laughs> like the people, uh, 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 the, the people attending these broadcasts are. This is our 
No, they film because they film dark. Or no, they film elevation, and then they film dynamite, and then they film rampage. Yeah. That's a lot of wrestling to sit through. It's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of wrestling to sit through. Yeah. It's all, it's pretty much like a pay-per-view uh, Length. commercials. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, you want to pay 30 bucks and just check out a bunch of wrestling? Here you go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I bet by this point, you know, the, the whatever the main event of Rampage always ends up being, you've been there for six hours, seven hours. Yeah. I mean, lately they've been putting the big match at the beginning of Rampage. At least, yeah, I guess yeah, it's a good yeah. idea. But you know, earlier you, you, at night, you put eight, you put uh, six or seven matches on uh, on Dark. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's get to the next match here. We got Triple Threat Women's Action: Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Thunder Rosa. And uh, yeah, the match was fine. Rosa, the clear favorite here, top talent of the three, obviously. Um, but it's triple threats. So there's no DQ. We get trash can gets pulled out at one point, and uh, that gets drop kicked into Jade's chest. And then they set up a table on the floor, and Thunder Rosa power bombs Nyla off the apron through the table. Big bump there. Uh, but then Jade nails Rosa with a chair, just beats the shit out of her, hits her a bunch of times with the chair, and gets a three count. Big surprise there, seeing Jade Cargill, but uh, she remains undefeated. So they're protecting her. Yeah, whatever that streak is, they keep telling us about. Um, yeah, and her uh, her, uh, her gear is a little too tight. She needs to. She's always like adjusting it and stuff. Lo- loosen up a bit. <laughs> loosen up a bit. Oh, loosen, loosen up. I don't know. Loosen, loosen up a bit. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was was a good match. I thought it was a good match. Yeah, it was good. I was just uh, a bit surprised seeing Rosa take the pin, but mm-hmm. hey. You know, they're, they're pushing Jade, and they see big things in her. Amen. I, th- I bet she's probably, if not the top contender, she's got to be one yeah, of the top contenders. The top. Yeah. And she's a homegrown, uh, what what is it called? The Factory or AEW. Oh, yeah. She's kind of like that, <laughs> that, that version of the Performance Center. Yeah, she's from that. Yeah. Well, let's go to the main event here. We got Orange Cassidy taking on Jack Evans in the uh, illustrious hair versus hair match. So, uh, right immediately after we suggested <laughs> a, hair, a hair match. Yeah. Yeah. They got right to it. Uh, Orange Cassidy is doing his shtick. Everyone loves it. But, of course, Hardy's on the outside interfering. Uh, Evans is flying all over, just springboarding, moonsaults, 450 splashes, bunch of fun shit. Uh, but yeah, Orange Cassidy fights back, so the rest of the Hardy family office try to fuck with him, but then the best friends come out, Dark Order come out, so they block them all, and this allows Cassidy to hit the orange punch, get the three count, so everyone knows what's coming now. They sit Evans down in the ring and are in a chair, and Orange Cassidy gets the scissors, pulls a big chunk of the ponytail, and just cuts it off. And then they pull out the clippers, the razor, and just start shaving big chunk off, big chunks of hair off, and then just kick them out of the ring. And uh, negative one comes out, puts on a fake mustache, and they all do a big hug, group hug with him. Yeah, um, <laughs> Jack Evans has a lot of hair, a lot more hair than Angelico has. Uh, so you made the right made the right call there. But God, I thought uh, Hardy was going to get his <laughs> hair shaved. I guess he wasn't willing to do. Uh, that's where, <laughs> he wasn't like, willing to put his own. <laughs> that's where like I felt it was going. Yeah, I mean, Jack Evans, like, he had long hair, but he wasn't really involved in the story. So yeah, like, he was the okay. lackey, exactly. So, like, the payoff yeah. felt not as nice as it could have been yeah. had it been Matt Hardy. Yeah, it would have been a bigger deal. 
Yeah, yeah there wasn't even. Yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, this feud isn't really that hot. This Hardy family, Orange Cassidy thing. Yeah, the whole, well, again, making your, enti- making your entire gimmick, I'm rich, inexplicably isn't all isn't isn't always gonna work that being said though jack evans uh we never see him and he's always impressive uh do you get this from him too yeah no he was looking really good it's not it's not until you look into the two of those guys like the hybrid two team on a deeper youtube we don't even see them as a team wikipedia level no no never these guys are insane they've hold they've uh i think one of them i think it's jack evans is the has had the triple a tag titles like the second longest ever has like a thousand days of reign uh under his belt yeah like these guys are you know celebrated all decorated all over the world and then we see them in these very 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 brief flashes in AEW. It's always great. They always lose, but it's always great. <laughs> and then they leave. We'll see. Like we'll see Jack Evans in two months, and it'll be. Yeah. And he'll have and a great. And he'll have a great match. <laughs> and his hair will be halfway. Grown. Exactly, it'll be halfway grown. Because I always feel like people, like celebrities and people on TV, can grow their hair longer than I can. Like anytime it was like yeah, you know, like the. Uh, did you watch the Bo Burnham special? Uh, yeah. Inside so, uh, his hair grew yeah. way longer. Then my hair grew, and it was sort of okay. Like you know, I was kind of picturing how long my hair was at the beginning of the de- at the beginning of the demi, and I'm like, okay, his hair was a little bit longer, but yeah, you know what I'm saying, Mike? Well, you 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 got the curls though, so you lose some length there, or like it doesn't look. Oh, Mike, as you had you had long curl. hair for years. You had long, beautiful Adam Cole length <laughs> hair. Yeah, yeah, uh, but that, like you said, it was it took years to reach that length. <laughs> It wasn't like I just went from grade eight to grade nine and it was that long. Yeah, when you came back that that one summer when everyone came back from school, like having just hit puberty, you know, a bunch of the guys had like deeper voices or like their way tall. They they grew four inches over the summer. Your hair grew yeah. four inches. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be impressive. Uh, that was AEW Rampage. Uh, so that was Friday night. Let's just keep going through the week the way that God intended. Uh, because on the fifth day, of course, God made the. F- so, and then on the first day, <laughs> on the, yeah, <laughs> Genesis one one on the first day, God created Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. made the ability to watch Monday Night Raw or the ability to record it or the ability to film it the ability to make tools to assemble a ring before he made the synthetic materials that would needed to be made to to just make professional wrestling happen he had this in mind the whole time well the first day uh, Monday Night Raw that's very high praise of you to call Mr. McMahon God I'm sure you would appreciate it (laughs) Or I'm or or am I saying God is Mr. McMahon? Who? Yeah, okay, chicken and the egg. It's chicken a real and chicken egg. and the egg situation. We have Monday Night Raw, um, but the more the, the the exciting thing, of course, is that this is night two of the draft, the draft that doesn't apl- come into effect until the twenty second of October. <laughs> Very important days that you listeners don't have to remember, but I I, I will take the responsibility of remembering. Yeah, and uh, just like that, I'll take the responsibility of 
letting you know a couple of the supplemental draft picks that happened in between shows. Of course, you know something's going to happen on Talking Smack. You know something is going to happen on just some intern tweeting out. Uh, so there were, yeah, uh, run down that little list. Yeah, I guess I'll just tell you who actually switched brands. Good point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Zelina Vega moves over to Raw. Alpha Academy move over to Raw. Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz move to Raw. Uh, they split up T-Bar and Mace. So T-Bar's on Raw, Mace is on SmackDown. So hopefully they'll just, I mean, I've been saying this for a year now, but become Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, and then uh, Mansoor, Mustafa Ali went to SmackDown. Drew Gulak went to SmackDown. And Aliyah gets called up from NXT. Robert Stonebrand goes to SmackDown. Yeah, that's a big. Uh, that was a big, possibly surprising call up. Yeah, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. don't know how. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, surprising call up. That nice, was... nice to see Mansoor and Ricochet staying together. Ali. That's cool. Oh, sorry, Ali. Sorry, sorry. My bad. Yeah. My bad. They have been working yeah. well together lately. I think Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet did move over to SmackDown, but maybe that was. Last I think that's week. coming up. Oh, that's oh crap! I'm so sorry, Mike. <laughs> that's okay. I'm so sorry, Mike. Uh, but, let's uh, just get into it. Let's shall we, right? Because Raw Monday Night Raw opens with our SmackDown Women's Champion. Huh? Good thing. Good thing. Aww. This is still the probationary period. Uh, people yeah, are allowed to switch limbo brand. Right we're now. in the limbo right now. Uh, Becky the Lynch. Chicken limbo. <laughs> Becky Lynch makes her way down to the ring. <laughs> Um, to to me, what seemed like a positive response from the crowd? Yeah, mostly cheers here. Mostly cheers, yeah. Uh, but she says, hey, I'm not jumping the gun because guess what? I'm the number one pick for Monday Night Raw. Uh, she mentions she never lost that Raw championship to begin with, so I should become Becky Two Belts once again. Then Charlotte Flair interrupts. She's the champ, so she's got something to say, but the crowd's already chanting, Becky, two belts. So Charlotte, uh, she has something. uh, Yeah, she insults Becky. Bianca Belair comes out. All three women just go at it on the mic, and they're ready to go at it physically, but then Adam Pearce, Sonya Deville come out to announce uh, that Charlotte and Bianca Belair will fight later. It, uh, in a non-title match. In a non-title match, of course. Uh, yeah. It would have been nice if we went right to this. Uh, like, led right to Charlotte Bianca. Uh, instead, we kind of move a little bit further uh, away uh, onto, they, like, uh, onto another match. You know what I'm saying? I feel like like the heat, the, the, the crowd was super popped at, for this. And if it had just kind of <clears> happened... Yeah. Uh, well, nice. they gave it the main event slot, so I guess. Of course. And we've seen this yeah. before once, uh, I think most recent draft, it was the Street Profits and the New Day both held their respective brands, tag titles, and then when they flopped, they just exchanged, I think literally they exchanged them, just exchanged yeah, the belt. Like, oh, there you go. <clears throat> so possibly, yeah, when we saw Charlotte drafted SmackDown, maybe it was kind of, yeah, well, Becky to Raw, that's, uh, that's what makes sense. Um... <laughs> But yeah, really kind of this whole, and then it just kind of changes this whole, uh, the, w- the way in which Bianca Belair lost that title. Uh, it really adds to the, that sucks. She lost uh, it in, tw- in 27 seconds. And now the person who has the belt's like, I'm going over to the other brand, psych. Uh, you know, you're just, God damn it, Bianca. Well, Bianca's coming with her, though. Coming They're with? They're both going to Raw. They're both on Raw. Okay. So they can okay. still finish. 
I guess but yeah, anyway. I just for for the other belt. That's a good point. Yeah, and they're still having a fucking triple threat in Crown Jewel, which yeah, this whole this whole two week limbo is just weird because even though she is the champion, she might not be the champion by the time the thing comes around. We'll see. Bizarre. Uh, but let's get into some picks. Uh, Raw makes it official. They say, yes, Becky, you are number one. And then SmackDown up next picks the Usos, giving Paul Heyman big relief backstage, uh, keeping the bloodline together. And then Raw takes Bobby Lashley, while SmackDown takes the boss, Sasha Banks. So the blue hair stays on the blue brand. And I guess just presumably um, uh, Paul Heyman, he doesn't have to get drafted, right? He can just no. Okay, good. Well, I don't know, you know, because I mean, hey, if you want, if you want to use up a draft slot for Paul Heyman, then be my guest. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we've got a championship match, United States title, Damian Priest defending against Jeff Hardy, who, I mean, after that triple threat, I guess he was just so over. Why not give him a shot? <laughs> Hot take. Jeff Hardy's over. Hot yeah. take. <laughs> so he was looking pretty good here. Uh, he manages to hit the twist of fate and the swanton bomb, but he takes a second to make the cover. So Priest kicks out at two. Uh, and right off that, he puts Hardy into a cradle, gets a three count, retains his title. Wow. Um, yeah. So but- afterwards, though, they interview the loser, Jeff Hardy. Uh, but in the middle of it all, Austin Theory comes out, interrupts, and he's just being a big fan, boys. Like, oh, Jeff, man, I love you. I grew up watching you and asks him to take a selfie. But then he sucker punches him, uh, lays Jeff out. And then lays down on the ground beside him to take a selfie of the downed man. Wow. Um, yeah, this is still something. Uh, Damien Priest has not lost in singles competition on the main roster. Yeah, he's there's, on there's, a roll. There's got to be something to this. If I were to put my money on early Rumble candidates... Uh, That's, uh, it's yeah. a guy like this. His last loss was at uh, NX, uh, New Year's Evil. On NXT against Karrion Cross, <laughs> last last yeah. loss that he's had um, here. So yeah, I would have to if if I were a betting man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's in the running. Definitely, he, he, uh, might, he, he might be walking away with this Rumble. Yeah, at least a top four contender in that final four spot. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he could take. Anyways, fun little match. We go to the next round. Monday Night Raw picks Seth Rollins. Uh, SmackDown picks Intercontinental Champion King Nakamura and Rick Boogs as a package deal. Pal, good, uh, great deal, great deal, by the way. Yeah, I mean, why not? No reason to split up teams, uh, but of course they got the mid card title, so Raw bounces right back with United States Champ Damian Priest. And to close out the round, SmackDown picks Sheamus, so he's jumping brands. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you you do all you can, but Sheamus and Drew McIntyre staying together because I think Drew's moving over to SmackDown, correct? Yeah, yeah, they're both been switched mm-hmm. up, so uh, yeah, you know, could give Roman some fresh opponents. We'll see. Yeah, a lot of stuff could happen, but uh, women's action here: Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke, uh, who we don't really see much these days, um, and she's pretty much just here to get destroyed. Baszler taps her out very quickly and then beats her down. And does uh, goes to do her new favorite spot where she breaks your arm on the steel steps, but Dewdrop comes dancing out to help Dana. Not just running out, but dancing out. To help. <laughs> so that's the gimmick. 
dancing. That's the gimmick. This little finger. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. That was the end of that segment. So... So Mustafa Ali, <laughs> Mustafa Ali and Mansoor take on Umberto Carrillo, Angel Garza. Uh, yeah, nothing too crazy. Didn't go very long. Carrillo interferes, slams Ali into the ring post, which allows Garza to make the pin, get the three count. Yeah, one of those, just like the match before, how is there time to even kind of say what? What? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, and Ali and Mansoor, I thought, I would say, I thought all month they would be pushing them for Crown Jewel, but they keep losing. So it's like, okay. Like, aren't all four of these guys really good? (laughs) Yeah, that too. Yet they get a minute 45. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's go to the next round of the draft. Monday Night Raw selects AJ Styles and Omos sticking together. Uh, SmackDown takes Shayna Baszler. Raw takes Kevin Owens, and then SmackDown picks Zia Lee, which is a nice, uh, but once again, Tion Shaw is in Tion Shambles. With this. <laughs> <That was laughs> good. Losing their that leader was good here. That was good. Did you write that one down? Did you come up with that already? No. That was, that was right off the cuff. Wow, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm excited. I, I like Zia Lee. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, what she can be. <laughs> <laughs> on SmackDown. <laughs> on Smack at a D. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Either way. <sighs> then Big E comes out to cut a promo. Talks about the New Day being split up once again for the second straight year, right after being reunited. Uh, but then he talks about Drew McIntyre, who comes out, and he says, it's the Drew Day. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I've got unfinished business with that WWE title but hey congratulations on winning the big one mm-hmm. uh, but yeah he wants to challenge Big E but then the dirty dogs interrupt and Ziggler starts playing clips of when he was world champion and uh, Big E was just his bodyguard and he says without Dolph Ziggler there is no Big E and then Dolph says the same for you Drew because you left the company when you came back it was Ziggler who brought him back at his side in 2018 so uh, yeah Dolph just says, I want to thank you. That's all. Big says, nope. How about you fight me, Big E? And then Drew and says, me, Big D. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we get the match. Big E and Big D versus uh, Double D. And, uh, <laughs> versus Big Bob. Big Bob and Dolph. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Dirty Dogs, they get some moves in. But, uh, yeah, Team Big fights back and. Big E's got Ziggler lined up for the big ending, but Drew tags himself in, hits the Claymore, steals the pin, gets the win. Excuse me. Yes, steals the pin, gets the win. I feel like the talking segment was way too much to kind of lead to what we got. (laughs) There was a lot of that this week across the world. Way too much talking to lead to what exactly, but it was funny. Um, nothing else. Maybe, you know, Drew McIntyre staying on that baby face side when he moves over to uh, SmackDown. Yeah, he could definitely uh, be one of the challenges for Roman. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I don't even need to mention. Who so is, let's just go back. Who is Big E going to face at uh, Crown Jewel? Is that set in stone? Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't maybe know. That's where yeah, he faces Drew. Yeah, maybe know. Drew, Drew, uh, Big D, Big E. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe that's where it takes place. Win I don't know. Winner gets to call themselves big something. <laughs> well, in the meantime, Kevin Owens comes out uh, for a promo, but he gets interrupted by Akira Tozawa, of all people. He's like, hi, Kevin. Welcome back to Raw, but I want to fight Reggie right now. So Owens just says, get the fuck out. Gives him a, a stunner. GTFO. That's what the kids uh, That's what the kids say. GTFO. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> and he so. GTFO'd all the way out. Uh, but we have some women's tag action, actually, that comes up after this. Uh, Nikki. Well, you missed a little round there of the draft. Oh, yes. Okay, God. Yeah. These are yeah, all amalgam- That's okay. These are amalgamated Just a quick for picks. Uh, Raw pick Street Profits. Smackdown pick Viking Raiders. Raw picks Finn Balor. Uh, and the Demon, I guess. Two for one. And then SmackDown selects Ricochet, as now, we spoiled. SmackDown selects Ricochet, which is, uh, to me, one of the crazier picks, one of the more important picks of the draft. Here's why. Ricochet has been on every episode of Main Event for the last two and a <laughs> half months. They film Main Event before Monday Night Raw, not SmackDown. So are we ah. going to are we gonna have to fly Ricochet to two cities in one, in one week? Is is the mainstay of main event go, uh, leaving us? <laughs> uh, those are my <laughs> that is on those are my my questions that I have. Well, tune in. They've given you a reason to tune in main event next week. And tune in. Tune into main event next week. And find out all twelve of you. <laughs> you can find it on f- some network. I'm not sure. At yeah. some time, I'm also not <laughs> sure. Well, let's go to this women tag match that you promised us. Uh, women's tag title match, if you will. Nikki ASA, Tria Ripley, defending the titles against Tamina and Natalia. Uh, yeah, Nikki hits a big crossbody off the top rope. Soon after, Rhea hits the riptide, and then Nikki climbs up onto Rhea's shoulders and slams down off of her onto Tamina for the quick three counts. For the quick one, two, three, the, these two are meshing around, you know. Um, yeah. Rhea Ripley's clearly a baby face now, finally. Yeah. Uh, people are booing Nikki less. <laughs> because she's... Um, yeah. She had a very quick arc. Like, she was loved for a month, and then they hated her, and now she's back to being in the middle. It was surprising to see Natalia and Tamina get another shot at this championship. Uh, yeah. The matches on this whole episode of Raw were a little spotty. Mm-hmm. This is what happens on a see. F- this is what happened. <laughs> this is an episode of Raw where we didn't have an AJ Matt Riddle match, and look what happens: the entire show falls <laughs> apart because yeah. we don't have those guys to hold us down for fifteen minutes. Well, next round of the draft, Monday Night Raw takes Karrion Cross. Well, SmackDown picks on Berto and Angel Garza. And then Raw takes Alexa Bliss, which gave the crowd a big pop. Uh, and SmackDown who picks Cesaro, who I feel like we haven't even seen in a long time. I, I think he got Roman Reigns out of existence. I think that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a damn shame. Damn shame. Yeah. Uh, just like Goldberg coming out. Uh, and he's here to yell at Lashley. He's still mad about him beating up his son two months ago. Come on, get over it. Uh but anyways, Bobby comes out and says, yeah, let's fight at Crown Jewel. No holds barred. Goldberg says, thank you. I'm going to kill you. 
I'm gonna murder you. You're dead. All this murder talk in Saudi. Uh, I think he even said you could see an execution. It was very on the nose. Yeah, he did. He did. I counted. Yeah, use the word execution. I, I counted six legitimate death threats. Yeah, he pretty uh, much said everything but I'll cut your fucking head off. Yeah, pretty much. But but he <laughs> it was on the tip of his tongue. It, was, it almost came out. Uh, but luckily, <laughs> Cedric and Shelton. Cedric and Shelton jumped him. Uh, but he just thwarted them. Well, He's going to Saudi. Well, not only are we going to Saudi, but you forgot one of the biggest things. When Bobby Lashley came out, Bobby Lashley agreed to have a match with Goldberg in Saudi Arabia under the condition that it be no holds barred. That is correct. Bobby Lashley received four death threats and so then said could. and then said hey let's have a no <laughs> rules fucking match goldberg followed this by saying one of my favorite things this gives me a license to kill <laughs> that was the nail in the coffin for me in terms of this uh between yeah. this and last week's uh Ar big art anderson promo <laughs> Uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of legit. It's October. They want graphic uh, this violence. This is graphic violence. Um, yeah. So yeah, so Lashley, Lashley Goldberg is going to be no holds barred, uh, mm -hmm. which means that Crown Jewel will at least have the same amount of stipulations as Extreme Rules did. Oh yeah, minimum. Minimum, at least it can only for, at this point have more stipulations than Extreme Rules did. Uh, it probably will. <laughs> it's usually a bigger show. Yeah. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods take on Cedric and Shelton, uh, but nothing really, nothing really special here. Well, yeah, Xavier they, ends up. They were just taken out by uh, fucking Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, so they were weakened. Uh, Xavier hits his big tightrope elbow drop uh, for the three count, and then after he just starts yelling in the camera, "Crown me, hail King Woods." He's excited for the King of the Ring. Xavier Woods, if you don't make Xavier, if Xavier Woods isn't the top of your King of the Ring list, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. We did our heel, yeah. we did our heel King. We got that out of the way. Time for Babyface King. Xavier Woods is the and Xavier Woods heel, is the only member of the New Day to not receive that kind of second level of acknowledgement. You know, uh, yeah, one of the greatest tag performers in the history of the business. You could say. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that second level, he's not going to win the fucking WWE championship. I mean, hell, oh my God, that would be huge. Just King of the Ring, though? <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, there, I don't see why not. He's been campaigning for it. So maybe that's the only reason if yeah. they love to swerve you. If Amen. It's predictable. Street Profits came out afterwards, congratulated them. Uh, congratulated them on their movie with Taker on Netflix. <laughs> which, Escape the Undertaker. Which I haven't done. I haven't. I, 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 I saw the trailer for it, like the promo for it. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> I, I don't know when it comes either. out. I, I had no it, idea this even existed until I saw the commercial. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I okay. did. I did see some earlier things, maybe a few weeks ago. But yeah, it's like an interactive. It's gonna be silly. Yeah, because sure obviously the like fucking kids, new the new day is it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna play it. Yeah, I'll try it probably, but of I don't know. Of course I'm going to do it. Of course I'm going to do it. Yeah, so they all end up just dancing in the ring together. No hey. Undertaker dancing, though. No Taker dance, thank <laughs> God. Randy Orton comes out uh, because earlier in the night he challenged Omos and he wants to hear what he says, but uh, Omos and AJ come out and they just kind of tussle. There's no match. No Maybe match. Be a crown jewel. God damn it, AJ. God. 
Damn it. Final round, though, of the uh, Night 2's draft selections. Kind of come at mm -hmm. us. What do we have here? Uh, Carmella moving to Raw. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she can bring that uh, Shockmaster gimmick. Um, uh, over with her. her. Ridge Holland moving over to SmackDown. Yeah. Called okay. up, split called, up from Pete. Called up, split up, RIP Peter Dune. Uh, Gable Stevenson moving to Raw. Gable Stevenson was the Olympic uh, gold, gold medal wrestler. Yeah, who sort of has seemed to have bypassed the PC and NXT 2.0. Uh, and then finally. Well, so this is weird, kind of a weird pick. I mean, I think they did it just to get his name out because I don't think we'll see him even wrestle until past next year's draft. He hasn't even started training or anything. I, I, yeah, yeah. Who the hell knows? You would think you would like. Well, <laughs> eyes on the product, but what eyes? What's the difference? It's yeah. all kayfabe, anyways. And finally, Sami Zayn uh, gets drafted. Stay. He's staying on SmackDown until his contract yeah. runs up, and then he has to wait ninety more days, and then El Generico comes back. But that'll be double or nothing, twenty twenty two. We'll talk about that when it comes. Yeah. And this gives him something. You know, he can go on SmackDown and be like, I was the last pick. I should have been the first pick. Fuck you. And yeah, anything where Sami Zayn can say like, you know, I, it, you know, like remember when Dolph Ziggler had the it should have been me? That's Sam. <laughs> yeah. That's been Sami Zayn. Give me what I want. Yeah, that's been Sami Zayn's last four years has been. Yeah. It should have been Still me. waiting for that documentary. Where's that Still waiting for that doc. WWEshop.com. Still waiting yeah. for it. Well, let's go to this main event we promised you at the beginning. Bianca Belair taking on Charlotte Flair, not for the title. Uh, and, of course, Becky Lynch comes out with a big coat to do commentary. But Bianca and Charlotte, uh, I don't think there's any arguing. These are two of the most athletic women in the company in all of wrestling. Uh, you know, but unfortunately, they only got to go about 10 minutes. Uh, it was looking good. The match was going well, but... Uh, yeah, Charlotte hits a big spear. She does the tranquilo moonsault. Becky Bianca fights back. She looks like she's about to hit the KOD, or she does hit it. Charlotte kind of takes it a little weird. She kind of like lands on her side, but uh, Bianca makes the cover, but Becky yanks her out of the ring, throws her into the steel steps, causing the DQ, ruining what could have been a good match. And, uh, God damn. Yeah, God damn it, Bianca. Becky. <laughs> Uh, she beats Bianca up until Sasha runs out and she beats up Becky and Sasha Banks stands tall to end the show. Um, and like we said, we were we've we've said this on previous shows. Like these two, this is the money ticket right here. Charlotte Bianca, let him go, and damn you if you're the one to interfere. <laughs> and that's exactly that's exactly what happened. Best match of the night. I think between this and that uh, Damian Priest match, there, yeah, it was really, there was a lot of people on this show, but th they couldn't really translate that into kind of good between, you know, great between the rope action. Yeah, yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, the draft, I guess, and was honestly, the focus. And, and the only surprising draft pick really was like the uh, Gable Stevenson, like you just said. It was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, really? a couple. I mean, like Zia Lee, Ridge Holland, a couple call-ups couple there. A couple call-ups, yeah, you know. But uh, So the draft, uh, yeah, it doesn't take place until after Crown Jewel. So everything... Yeah, that whole thing. Ah, that whole thing's weird. So, I mean, Sasha Banks can win the SmackDown title still, bring it back to SmackDown, which would... And then if Charlotte drops the title to Raw, that'll just sort everything out. But who knows? Uh, a couple additional picks here after the show on good old Raw Talk. Uh, Rudin Ziggler officially moved to Raw. Liv Morgan gets drafted to Raw. Um, 
one of the funny ones, Mia Yim gets drafted to Raw after not appearing once on SmackDown after being drafted last year. Did she? She, she didn't. Whole she didn't year. really. With a not, yeah, not a single. Wow, appearance. that's awesome. Hopefully that'll change. Uh, yeah, she's on Raw. Uh, Tamina gets drafted to Raw, and Natalia gets moved to SmackDown, so they're split up. Bye, and then Tegan. Bye, bye. Whatever your team was called. Yeah, never got a name. Uh, but this next team didn't even get the title shot they were promised. As Tegan Knox gets drafted to Raw and Shotzi Blackheart gets drafted to SmackDown. What did you so, think it was going to happen any other way? Maybe it's a, let's just break up every team. This that one's on us for thinking. Yeah, Shotzi's it's going to be good. This one's on us. Uh, I think. Yeah. Uh, one thing that was kind of stupid was the Miz and John Morrison were both separately drafted to Raw. Yeah. So like why? <laughs> you think they just want to get Mizmo a together? Yeah. Uh, Jinder Mahal and Shanky were drafted to SmackDown, where Veer was split up and put on Raw. So he's fucked. He's fucked. Isn't that <laughs> crazy? Like, yeah, he's getting the whole Tucker tree. It's so bizarre. Some of the shit's so bizarre. Uh, that would be that would be like there's a draft halfway through WCW and they're like, hey, Hulk, you're going to to, to, to this show. And then, uh, OK, so Scott, Kevin, you guys are going to the other show. It's like, wait, no, yeah. like we're a thing. It's like, no, 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 no. Uh, And then the final big name, uh, Bailey, who is still recovering from injury, gets the Brock Lesnar treatment. And she is now a free agent. So she can show up anytime. Her, anywhere. Brock, Cena might be another one. Yeah. I bet Goldberg is probably Goldberg, also yeah. quote Goldberg a, wasn't uh, a free agent. Yeah, a couple. But uh, she's definitely the youngest person kind of getting that treatment there. Special treatment. Yeah. Well, hmm. Who knows? Who knows? I guess there are still people like Lacey Evans are technically free agents. Yeah. <laughs> still a lot of those people that you haven't seen. Uh, but right now, yeah. this uh, and on both shows. Yeah, on the shows right now, this this main event women's scene is it feels too big to be splitting up the tag teams. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, sort of, you know, we have Charlotte and Becky are our champs. And then we have the likes of Sasha. We have the likes of Bianca. OK, we're sort of occupied there for a little bit. I don't know. Apparently not. I mean, hopefully they start using the likes of Mia Yim and uh, Liv Morgan's getting this little push and Naomi getting a storyline. Hopefully they keep things like that going. Yeah. Let Shotzi wrestle. Because who is. Like yeah, I guess I guess there's no actual women's tag team now. Like there's no women's team that is a team. Yeah, they broke all of them up. They're just two much. people who wrestle together with kind of like separate gimmicks. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no team. There's but no. That was. Uh... There's no I in team, <laughs> but there is a title. Uh, that was our first half of the show. Mike, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a little break. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back because, of course, this week's NXT 2.0 rolls on as well as a very special two-year anniversary of AEW Dynamite. Uh, so stick around. Back here with part two of the podcast here, folks. Thank you for checking out through the break. Um, God, what feels like a very light week, comparatively speaking. Anytime we come out of a pay-per-view, especially now with the addition of, you know, I think last week even was a longer-than-usual episode of uh, Rampage. God, there's like, there's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> yeah, a lot of wrestling out there. 
a lot of wrestling out there. Um, so let's just get into more professional wrestling then, shall we? Uh, let's get into this week's edition of NXT 2.0. NXT, what does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. So NXT, watch and see. Got to tap out a count out of one, two, three. So that's right. Yeah, that's right, Mike. So I got to be honest. I got to be on air, honest, um, because uh, my attention towards NXT 2.0 since its debut has been wavering. I gotta say, I gotta say. Um, I feel very open speaking to you in this kind of way, uh, Mike. I'm letting <laughs> you know my truth. Yeah, that's fine. And my truth is, um, it's hard to keep up on the on the match to match uh, of it all. Um, I see things with headlines like LA Knight or Raquel Gonzalez. I'm like, okay, let's see what's happening here. But then I see Joe Gacy and Malik Blade. I say, huh? Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. We're not watching NXT much anymore. Uh, it's just it's feeling like dark. Is that just me? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's their point. They want it to go back to being more developmental instead of a third brand of the same thing. Yeah, I guess it's like they want so. it to be developmental enough that we develop, but not, but it's still, it's still on television live. Yeah, it's like a, still a, a, a juiced up version. Yeah, and enough names that are still established and can go. Right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, one of the headline matches you get, Mandy Rose takes on Ember Moon. And uh, Mandy looking pretty good here. You know, she's been training hard to go with this, this new look, this push as the leader of Toxic Attraction. And uh, yeah. Pulling out a couple new moves, and uh, of course she wins the match with that awesome C trigger, which even Kenny Omega was tweeting about. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, I forget exactly what he said. He was like, "Oh, it's so nice to see uh, my my influence spread everywhere," or something. But, <laughs> no, uh, nice to see the C trigger. But Ember Moon <laughs> worked has worked four or five matches maybe all summer. Throughout the summer, it sort yeah. of seems like uh, she was on. She had that little group. She her, her and Shotzi. They were doing well, and then I think Ember got hurt, mm-hmm. and now it's been just, you know, not much, you know, maybe she's been recovering from that injury or whatever it is, but not going places. Yeah, I don't really know what uh, what there is for her to do. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Uh, yeah, your buddy L.A. Knight, he got a win over Odyssey Jones, Uh I think Andre Chase ran in there to help him out, so he's still doing his thing. I don't even know who Andre Chase is. <laughs> Chase University. Ra- oh, uh, okay, that guy. Okay, okay, that yeah. Guy. Uh, the champion, Ciampa, you know who he is. Hell yeah, he baby. Out. He lets us know that we're getting the return of Halloween Havoc, October 26th this year. Uh, and he needs an opponent. So Braun Breaker comes out, answers the call, says, hey. I've only been here a few weeks, but I've treated you with nothing but respect, and uh, I want to be the champ. Champa accepts the challenge, so they are strapping the rocket. And this and just Breaker. like that, Tommaso Champa has lost the NXT title to Braun Brecker. <laughs> I don't know if I'll go that far yet. Oh, yeah? uh, okay. 
I mean, the very first night they had Von Wagner in that Fatal Four Way. He didn't win. Von Wagner. It's a good. Yeah. It's a good name. It's a good name. Uh, Joe Gacy. Yeah, he's still doing his whole woke thing. He beat Ikemanjiro, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Cora Jade, Virginia Ferry. Definitely never heard of her. Now the Virginia uh, Ferry we did talk about this last week. Definitely <laughs> sounds more of a uh, like a boat of a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but Cora Jade. One cool thing about her, I guess, is she's only twenty years old, the youngest in all of the company. Uh, and yeah, she se- she seems to have uh, like a a. Uh, it's like Darby Allen for kids. Like she has yeah, a couple she tattoos. A she has a little skateboard. It's Darby it's like the Allen. Banana board. Yeah, it's yeah. It's Darby <laughs> Allen for kids. <laughs> sure. Uh, but she gets beaten up, and uh, Frankie Monet, or no, Virginia gets beaten up, and Frankie Monet takes on Cora, and uh, Cora Jade ends up getting the three count. Big upset. So Frankie Monet, they haven't really done much. She. They hyped her up, brought her in, and then they took away her dog, and now she loses all the time. Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, f- you know, I, I do wonder, was, you know, was Frankie Monet a Trips and Hunter or a Hunter and Sean thing? And then, you know, I wonder, guys, people like Frankie Monet and then L.A. Knight, did they just come in at the absolute wrong time? Kind of, yeah. I, kinda, I, don't know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Were, were things going to be different? I don't know. Hard to say. But uh, Pete Dunn versus Cameron Grimes, two of the pillars of this brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, nice technical wrestling here. Fast paced. Things are going pretty well when Rich Holland tries to interfere, but Kyle O'Reilly comes out, fights him off. But all this uh, chaos causes Grimey to lose focus. Uh, but he still goes for the cave in, but Dunn avoids it, hits the bitter end, gets the win. This was one, uh, this should have been, I feel like in old NXT days, this is a 12-minute match, at least. Same result, give these guys time. But instead, because we have to pack seven, eight, nine matches on this card, this is now like the five-minute match of the night. Uh, Yeah. Weird. Sucks. Sucks, uh... yeah. I mean, not just not the match itself, but seeing you know Grimes, he should be he's beyond losing in five minutes at this point. Well, you know, especially exactly. And now that Ridge Holland has moved over to the brand, and maybe NXT will kind of use these next two ish weeks, week and a half, to kind of maybe end some of their their own NXT stories, right? Uh, yeah, I mean they had the way is all but split up now. Well, the, yeah, <laughs> so, I don't. The- I think the way is split up. They're just not telling us. I actually heard Johnny Gargano just edited his uh, Twitter profile and removed NXT and changed it to just pro wrestler. So mm. Mm. contracts ending soon, De- Johnny. December second, baby. God, who do we want to see? Best friends with the Young Bucks, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny uh, Daniel Bryan <laughs> or Brian Danielson. That'd be a yeah. good match. What's his? Uh, it's Johnny Gargano. What's his name? I wonder if he can. If he needs a new name. Now, his his pre-WWE name was also Johnny Gargano. Okay. Then so, probably still be whether or not he's able to keep that, I've heard them calling it the Gargano Escape uh, in all of his indies, uh, indie performances. Well, then here's hoping. Amen. Uh, 
But then, yeah, we get that Malik Blade guy you haven't heard about. But uh, Tony D'Angelo, you've heard about him. He's making his anticipated debut in the crowd. They were actually really into this guy. They were chanting Tony right off the bat. And uh, he tr- comes out, tries to bribe the ref beforehand, but he doesn't take it. Anyways, I like his character. Now, is this, it's like, like a mafia simple. thing? Is that the thing? He's like, hey, I'm from, like I'm mobster, from, I'm from yeah. Chicago. Hey, hey. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, not the, uh, yeah, <laughs> but not too imposing. Yeah, like not too imposing. Funny. He's you like know, a Joe Pesci. Like, hey, what the fuck? Exactly and, uh, right. It's kind of like the, or it's like it's like Joe Pesci in Home Alone, not Joe Pesci <laughs> in Casino. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not the murderer. Not the murderer one. Uh, that being said, Joe Pesci in Home Alone. Uh, he was still a bad guy. Almost, almost he, a mur- you know, if he he would have killed the kid. He would have killed the kid. Oh my god, if he was competent at all. <laughs> the director's cut is much darker. John Hughes filmed a whole alternate ending where Joe <laughs> Pesci shoots young Macaulay Culkin and then shoots his accomplice so there were no witnesses and then shoots the old man with the shovel across the street <laughs> so there were no witnesses. Mm-hmm. Very dark. Uh, uh, yeah. But Tony D'Angelo gets the win mm-hmm. here after a nice, uh, twisting, perfect plex. Perfect so, plex. I don't know. I like him. I like him so far. He didn't do too much, but hey, whatever. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> He's like an Enzo Amore type. We'll see how over he gets. Hey, hey well, uh, at that rate, he'll be the most over thing in the company. Hey. Bada boom. Uh, May Ying making a rare in-ring appearance here to take on Indy Hartwell. Um... And you know, I still like Mei Ying. She's got the cool looks. Her, her plodding, deliberate style moving around the ring and uh, just targeting the throat with those strikes. Uh, but then, yeah, Indy. Uh, Indy's got somebody. I forget her, her, her name's Persia or something. Persia Parati. Persia Parati, yeah. She helps Indy out, kind of uh, takes a bullet for her when she. Mei Ying tries to kick her head off. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Indy follows up. She hits a big springboard elbow and pins Mei Ying. Uh, but as she walks up the ramp, Mei Ying sits up right after to show she's still a monster. But with Xia Li being called up, there's not much future, it looks like, for Tian Shaw. Yeah, this was bad. Um, I thought Tian Shaw's thing, like the one thing she had left was like her mysterious dominance. Yeah, she loses in like her second match ever. It's weird. Yeah, uh, so that's Mei Ying, I guess, gone. And because because yeah, clearly Indy Hartwell is the priority. She's you know probably young. She's kind of coming off this fun story with Dexter Loomis. She's clearly like what they want going forward. Yeah, your next top girl. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, in terms of that, gosh, Mei Ying, nice knowing you. Yeah, and I mean, Boa, I don't even want to know ya. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, maybe maybe she can just pop up with Zia Lee on Friday on SmackDown. That'd be nice. Yeah, maybe. maybe. And then, yeah, at least it's on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez gets an interview, but is interrupted by toxic, toxic attraction. And, uh, yeah. You know, uh, I like the group, but their promos are still not the greatest. The crowd's giving them the what chance, but eventually they all beat up Raquel until Eo and Zoe make the save. Yeah, they're little what chance because there's only like you know a little handful of people. What? What? And Eo and Zoe, this they're, they're, this tag run has really put a, 
this really stopped the momentum that those belts had. It started off fun, but now these two are just... Yeah, bo both won. sets of tag belts are effectively both useless and the same thing. Yeah, uh, and a waste of someone like Io Shirai. Once again, she doesn't get called up, so it's like another year in NXT. What the hell is she going to do down there? Yeah, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, there's nothing more for her to do because, I mean, if Raquel is our champ, that's the way that's going to go. Indy Hartwell, I think, yeah. is a next kind of in-line person, if not after Mandy, if not after yeah. Frankie Monet. It's, uh, yeah, there's sort of now this, like, lineup you got to get in. Dakota Kai, she didn't get called Dakota up Dakota Kai didn't get called up. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but, I mean, it seems like Mandy will be the one to get the shot. To get the chance, time, so. yeah. Maybe even the belt hmm. with the way they've been pushing it. Okay. Anyways, let's go to this main event here. Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Title Match, NXT title. MSK, Jensen Briggs, Grizzled Young Vets, Carmelo Hayes, and Trick Williams. Bout it, bout it. <laughs> That's all I know about them. Uh, anyways, this uh, this only got 12 minutes, so they had to go fast here. A lot of elim quick eliminations, but they all had. Yeah, just nonstop. People are flying, hitting flips. Uh, MSK getting some cheers here. They're getting some crowd on their side, but... Yeah. Yeah. Still, still Anyways. not as much as you would think you would want out of your know, five or six, yeah, five really, or six month now champions. Yeah, there really is no team like uh, like babyface team. Like I don't know, you could team up Johnny and Dexter; they'd probably get cheered. But I don't. They know. would. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I can't think of anybody. Kind of, it would be one of these new guys. Well, Hit Row's gone now. Yeah, he still has to drop the belt. And what's going to happen with that? Well, I guess we have two weeks for him to lose the fucking title in his oh, first they did title defense. That he's, yeah, he's finally defending it against uh, Escobar. So he's going to lose it, fucking Escobar, because they didn't get called up. No. Fucking hell. So that feud's over. <laughs> but uh, anyways, this match uh, eventually comes down. MSK, Briggs and Jensen. MSK hit their uh, finisher. And <laughs> I don't know if you noticed the mess. The pin was messy. The ref counted to four, but MSK got the win, retained the belts. Yeah, well, they, they got like it. It wasn't like a shoulder count. He just went one, two, three, four. Weird. Like win. almost like he was like celebrating on that last one. Like ah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but MSK win. They retain. Uh, Briggs and Jensen show respect, shake their hands after. But then Imperium jumped them from behind. Yeah, big brawl. Yeah, so like we said, yeah, MSK won these uh, back at the back at Stand and Deliver, which I believe was just before Mania, so early April, and that has sort of been it. Yeah, yeah, Woof. it's just kind of yeah, the tag division all around, all around. But it's really funny that like this was this was an A plus comparatively speaking to the rest of the show. Like this was easily the match best match of the show. Yeah, uh, yeah they you know, unsurprisingly, it's fun. And uh, boy, if you want to watch what, uh, watch some old. Uh, if you can get into a YouTube hole of old MSK things when they were called the Rascals. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of them. Which one? Nash uh, or Wesley? Yeah, Wesley still does. He does that thing, you know, where he kind of like cartwheels across the ring and then jumps over the top rope. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does that, but it uh, way more flips. <laughs> he was younger more when he agile. was younger more agile same thing way more flips uh but that was our edition of nxt 2.0 uh this week yeah we'll keep up until the havoc and then 
I don't know. It might, yeah. it might just be Cole's notes from that from from that point out, which sucks because the theme song is so good. The new one? No, the one that you Wally. the one that you made for the show. Oh, that it's one. really good. <laughs> and you, uh, you know, yeah. so I want you know I still wanted to be a part of the show, but. <laughs> well, we can still pull it out for the takeover. Pull it out for the takeover. Uh, well, for now, uh, <laughs> let's get let's let's cross brands then, shall we? Because uh, Tuesdays rolls into Wednesdays. If it's Wednesday, you know what that means. It's time for some all elite wrestling dynamite. AEW, all elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. Too sweet. This week's special edition edition of Dynamite also because it's our two-year anniversary. Gosh, I remember night the first night like it was like it was, you know, yesterday. Two years ago. Like it was approximately <laughs> two years ago. The show opens up yeah. with eight men who are fucking ready to fight in the ring. Justin Roberts just tells us, hey, here we go. Uh, we have the elites, of course, the team comprised of Kenny Omega, Adam the Cole, Bebe. Hey, the super elite. That is right. Yeah. And then both the Bucks. They're taking on Jurassic Express, uh, Brian Danielson and Christian Cage. Marco Stunt, uh, I think he was standing at ringside. Sometimes it's hard to tell. I can't see him. <laughs> hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big eight-man tag. Uh, a lot of fun in this match. Just, you know, eight of your top talent, fan favorites. Jungle Boy continuing to show him why he's, you know, one of the best young baby faces. As MJF said, one of the four pillars of the company. Mm-hmm. And and you can always uh, tell because in, in, in multi-man tag matches like this, Jungle Boy ends up working the first, like, ten minutes. Yeah. You <laughs> before, know, he gets beat up for a bit. He has a comeback. Before anybody else is tagged in. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Brian has the crowd going nuts. Lots of yes chance after every kick. Uh but then on the outside of the ring, Christian gets sprayed in the eyes by Cutler with that cold spray. And uh, the Bucks hit him with the Indy Taker onto the ramp. So he's taken out of the match. And then back in the ring, Adam Cole gets Jungle Boy in a camel clutch. Uh, and then the Young Bucks, they both hit the ropes. They're building up momentum over and over. And then they just stop and they both plant a kiss on each of Adam Cole's cheeks. Mm-hmm. The ones on his face. <laughs> uh, but that was funny. Uh, some fans chanted holy shit at that spot they loved it man fans I'm are sure Jim Cornette was fa- not <laughs> yeah let's go, let's go to the drive-thru see what Jim Cornette has to say <laughs> uh, but yeah Brian and Kenny when they have a showdown that gets a huge crowd reaction there and uh, Brian manages to get Kenny in the cattle mutilation but Nick Jackson breaks it up with a big senton bomb then uh, Jungle Boy hits the huge running Hurricane Rana where he jumps over the top rope, takes Nick off the apron to the floor um, and then one after the other, they all just do dives, flips to the floor, jumping off the ropes uh, and then when it's Adam Cole's turn he hits the ropes and then stops in the middle of the ring to do an Adam Cole, baby another great moment Moment there. of this was the moment <laughs> of the match the entire crowd was on there they were waiting, they were, they were yeah. if you're engaged you know what's going to happen. He's going to look at hard camera. He's going to put his hands up, and you better be fucking ready to call that. Uh, that looked like... That was one of these moments, too. There was this uh, there was this smile on his face that, you know, he's being smarmy piece of shit, but he, even he couldn't handle... Or, sorry, even he couldn't hide uh, the little grim happening yes, behind him. The satisfaction Amen. of the moment. Amen. Ah, great moment. And then the elite, they distract the ref so they can low blow Luchasaurus. 
and then they try to hit him with this quadruple power bomb, but uh, somehow it uh, kind of botches. Kenny just kind of falls flat on his ass softly with Luchasaurus. Yeah, a rare botch. Rare botch, uh, and the crowd, the crowd, uh, let him, let him. They, they heckled them a they bit. They heckled like, him ah. for it, and Kenny Omega's look on his face is always just, just like, like put his arms up. <laughs> like, <"Oops." laughs> That's how you play off a botch. Don't yeah. pretend. I mean, what can you do? Go yeah. oopsie. Unless it's like the main part of the match. Don't try to redo it. Just move on. Yeah. Move on. Uh, so then after that, they just target Jungle Boy. And they hit him with a four-man BTE trigger. That puts him down. The Super Elite get the pinfall. But uh, yeah, great opener match. Great opening match. And AEW has done this before where you can kind of put... The past, present, and future of the company in one ring together, and this is how it works. Uh, you know, <laughs> we have you know ev- everyone from as experienced as Christian Cage to the uh, you know to the uh, the experience of Jungle Boy and all the levels in between. I mean, how many Tokyo Domes between uh, these dudes? How many main events of pay per views between these guys? How many titles around the world uh, between these guys? And God. Jungle Boy will take every pin <laughs> because when yeah, he the, uh, when he goes over that one day, whenever that happens, <laughs> it'll be the pop of the century when Jungle Boy finally gets that championship. And he will. And he will. It's just a matter of fuck. He's going to hold it. Sammy Guevara is going to hold it. Darby Allen, MJF, all these guys, they're, they're all, all going to be champion <laughs> at one point. Just uh, we know we can wait. I can wait. I'm patient. Yeah, it'll get there. Uh, yeah. Uh, up next, CM Punk comes out to another big pop. Cuts a promo, just, you know, restating how happy he is to be back in the world of wrestling. And they're in Philadelphia. So he makes an offer. He says, I can either buy everyone here a Philly cheesesteak or I can wrestle a match tonight. Well, I think, uh, he, call, I think he said cream cheese first. At uh, first he said Philly cheesecake. Yeah, Philly cheesecake. <laughs> and he's like, what is it, cheesecake, cheesecake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but they chant wrestle, so uh, that's what they're hungry for. <laughs> but... Uh, I bet they. What, what would happen if they chanted cheesesteak? Like, I, I like a unanimous, like everyone yeah. in unison, cheesesteak, cheesesteak. Yeah, like fuck. Like, that's not like an ice cream bar. That's probably at least a five bucks of cheese. Tony steak. Khan's looking at the expense report. He's like, fuck, can yeah. we make it fit? <laughs> Get every Uber in the city out here. <laughs> Uber Eats, hi. We Uber need, need 14,000 <laughs> cheesesteaks. <laughs> Ah, uh, but uh, he's not going to fight tonight. He's going to fight on Rampage, which they tape on the same night. Which so, is tonight, for the sake of the you know, for the sake of the crowd. Yeah. The crowd gets to Crowd's see it. like, okay, they don't care. And for the yeah. sake of re- TV ratings, they get to promo it. It uh, might be best of both worlds. Yeah, he says, you can buy your cheesesteak later. I'm going to fight Daniel Garcia. Uh, so that's match is set. And on his way out, uh, he stops and takes off his spanking new Jordans and hands them over to a little little fan dressed up like Orange Cassidy. I feel like so we've lucky, seen that fan before. Kid. I feel like we've seen that kid before. Yeah. I feel like he's like Orange Cassidy kid. Like he's always there in that spot. Oh, You know, like green shirt guy. Yeah. He's he's Orange Cassidy. O-C-J-R. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Next. Then we get a promo from Arn Anderson as he's outside of Cody's home just burning things in a trash can and uh, 
Cody looks out the window and he's like, Arn, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Like, <laughs> the best part of this promo, Arn's burning things in a trash can, and you're thinking like, okay, he's burning things in a trash can. No, he's in Cody's backyard burning shit in a trash can. <laughs> yeah. Cody's probably just like watching is... television, sending emails, like, Arn, what the fuck are you doing, bud? I have a fire yeah. pit right over there. <laughs> so he tells Cody to come down here, see what's going on, and uh, just starts laying into him and gets Cody to take off his tie and throw it in the fire. Uh, well, Cody protests at first. Arn slaps him in the face. And he puts it in. So they're doing this. Uh, yeah. Arn just turning into crazy old man. He's shooting you in the face. He's burning your clothes. He's starting fires in your backyard. Yeah. But uh, hopefully it puts the fire in Cody to finally turn heel. Hmm. Like we all want. Yeah. You know, one day he'll have to hit Arn back. It can only take so much. And then we get Arn Cody. At, rev- at Revolution. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Uh, but we are getting a TNT title match. The newly crowned champ, Sammy Guevara, taking on the All Elite debut of Bobby Fish. Uh, yeah, good match. Fish isn't, uh, he's not as flashy as Sammy, but he's a very well-rounded competitor here. Uh, and uh, I love Sammy's gear here that he was wearing. This... Uh, this pink sparkling cheetah print. I liked it. A new thing? Yeah, I haven't seen him in cheetah print <laughs> before. Thought he was a panda. Thought that was his whole vibe. Yeah. And speaking of gear, Bobby Fish. I haven't seen this before. He had the mouth guard with pointy teeth in it. Yeah, that looked real. That like looked real cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fish piranha. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Bobby, he puts up a good fight. Hits a nice avalanche falcon arrow for a big two count. Uh, but Sammy fights back. Hits the GTH. Which I still, what does it stand for? Go to hell? I don't know. I don't know. Go to heck? Go to heck. Gets the win with that. Retains his title. Uh, but then afterwards, that stupid idiot Dan Lambert and his American top team, they attack Sammy. Fuego tries to come out and help him, but he gets beaten up. So Jericho and Hager come out. They lend some help. Uh, yeah, just clear out the ring. And then the vacuum. Dan Lambert gets back on the mic to immediate booze. This nonstop heat. Everyone hates him. He issues a challenge to Jericho, and uh, he goes to respond, but his microphone breaks, so he slams it down, gets another one, accepts the challenge, and they'll fight some other day. Yeah, there was a lot to unpack here uh, from the whole thing. One, that GTH looked incredible. The way like he flips you around, great, yeah. great <laughs> little addition to that GTS. Two, so Dan Lambert... Actually, so in 2001, he started uh, like an MMA school in Miami mm-hmm. or whatever it is, which actually um, trains and houses uh, like some of the best UFC fighters ever. I was mm-hmm. I was looking into, uh, yeah, American Top Team, yeah. I was looking a little bit into it, uh, like the likes of, you know, I mean, he said Mazdaval, but of course, uh, like Robbie Lawler, Dustin Poirier, DeSantos, who we see, Tyron Woodley, like actual, like the, you know, so, some of the, be- uh, Amanda Nunes, she's a current champion, some of mm-hmm. the actual top tops. Uh, so, you know, they're trying to yeah, go a different route of maybe kind of accessing that uh, legitimate fighters thing where WWE just brings them in and says, look, they're legitimate. AEW's going the separate route of like, hey, they're all, leg-, you know, this little group is legitimate, uh, which I neither here nor there. Um, but I do have to say one thing about Dan Lambert. I don't know the last time a promo was booed so hard. 
and they did not stop. Seattle. That, that Seattle one was good. That Seattle one was good, but 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 when it came to but and even in Seattle, when it came to Elias and uh, Kevin Owens responding, they were doing the wrestler thing, which is how can I talk when they're booing? So you kind of play, you know, you got to come to give them time, hope they stop booing. Dan Lambert did not stop talking. That's how you deal with a shitty crowd. Flat out, don't stop talking. Uh, I've never seen this before. I have never seen. <laughs> he just didn't stop. Like, okay, they're not going to stop booing. So just get it all out. Don't respond to the crowd at all. Keep going. And then, which leads Jericho to being able to say, I can't hear a word you're saying, my guy. <laughs> and then everyone goes nuts again. Uh, I, I, Dan Lambert, I got I to gotta give him props for fucking you given a promo to maybe the most hostile promo environment we've seen in uh, a while. I mean, everyone hates this everyone guy. Everyone hates this guy. Uh, so I got <laughs> I got to give it to him for just not stopping. Just keep talking, get your shit out. <laughs> We're on television. This has to this has to go down, so let's go. Let's go. Uh well they hyped up that uh Tony Khan's going to have a big announcement. Uh, but then we didn't actually see Tony Khan. It was Tony Schiavone in the ring for this big announcement uh, as they unveil the new women's division championship title, the TBS championship, as was rumored and reported on this very show first, folks. <laughs> uh, so they have the old black uh, velvet drape to unveil the new title, which pretty much looks the exact same as the TNT belt, but it's got the blue ribbon instead of red underneath, and uh, of course the TBS logo in the middle. Uh, and they'll have a tournament to crown the first ever champion. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. That would be good. So I guess yeah, some kind of secondary promotion thing. You know, now that we have the two shows, yeah, women, these women need to be going for other things. Uh, and then uh, kind of in the middle, uh, or somewhere up on the show, they were like, "Here's what a bunch of." Uh, of the locker room has to say about it. And they kind of had these little vignettes with a bunch of the female performers being like, I'm going to win that chant tournament. I'm going to win the title. You know, you know, classic things. <laughs> yeah. And I was waiting for one of they. I think they cut to Ruby Soho. They cut to an, a new girl who made her thing. She's like, I'm new here. Um, and then they cut to Jade Cargill. And I was really hoping Jade Cargill was going to say, I don't give a fuck about that, Britt Baker. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I was hoping one of them. They were all super on board with this title. I was hoping one of them would be like, "I don't give a shit. I want, I want the big boy prize." <laughs> but uh, never, never <laughs> happened because we'll have to differentiate, you know, kind of between the importance of the two. Uh, you know, you need to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, did you see the image I just sent you? Uh, yeah. What, what, what about it? So there's just one thing that's some up point. Are you looking at the title? I'm looking at it. The logo. Uh, if you look at it, it kind of looks like it says Hose. H-O-S. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Which is, it, I mean, not for your women's title, you don't, you know, maybe a bit more spacing between the T and the between B. Between the T and the B. Though. That's funny. I see it. I, I see that now. Yeah, maybe, but, maybe. Uh, no, the title looks great. That's just a bit of unfortunate. Un yeah, I mean, a bit of unfortunate. Uh, yeah, an unfortunate side effect. <laughs> it's something once you see, now you're going to see it. Yeah, every time. Uh, but anyways, uh, nice to have that belt. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Darby Allen up next to take on Nick Camarado, who, uh, you know, if someone who never watches AEW isn't familiar, they probably think, oh, this Camarado guy is going to kick Darby's ass because uh, he's huge. But... 
No, Darby's the bigger star. He ends up uh, making pretty easy work of him. Hits a coffin drop, gets the win. Uh, I think the highlight of this match for me, I think JR, I think Darby Allen was uh, like slapping Nick Camarado across the chest, and JR made a comment that uh, his chest hair is so thick, it's like he's wearing a vest. Uh, that was kind of my highlight for this match. Jr. was on. Jr. was on his shit tonight. Uh, yeah. He had a he had a couple good. He had a couple good ones. Yeah. And then after the match, QT Marshall tries to sneak attack, but Sting uh, hits him with a Scorpion Death Drop, which it seems like they do every week just to pop the crowd. Just let him hit someone. With exactly. Yeah. We know. Well. Yeah. His sh- his shirt still hasn't come. His shirt hasn't come off again. You know. Again. Yeah. So the shirt's yeah. on. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, folks. Uh, we go backstage where the Dark Order, they've all, they've made up, they've made amends, and they agree to no longer have a single leader, but they, you know, they'll hold votes, and they'll hold up their claws as, yeah, that's how they do their voting. Yeah, not only is that how they do their voting, but uh, I think we also see um, Alan Angels doesn't wear his uh, mask anymore. Yeah, and they mentioned that. Someone's like, hey, why don't you put the mask back on or something? You look like John Silver. Yeah. <laughs> they said something. Uh, Dante Martin's in the ring, and he says, I'm ready to fight anyone. And then the lights shut out. Alakai Black appears in the ring with his, his skull helmet on, looking badass. And he sprays him in the face with the black mist and nails the black mass, which is still unnamed. They're just calling it that kick. <laughs> that kick. That, that kick. Dope. <laughs> yeah. But it still looks great. Uh, lights come back on. Dante has disappeared. He kicked him right out of the orbit. No, no. The, the camera hole. panned to him later. He just rolled out to the side of the ring. Oh, I don't know it? why. Oh, I, just I was, was also <laughs> expecting something to happen when the lights went out the second time. <laughs> Nothing happened. And I was like, huh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Black was just like, yeah, I accept your challenge. So, But they won't fight tonight. That'll be another day. Amen. Amen. FTW champion Ricky Starks comes out. Cuts a promo because they're here in the home of ECW, Philadelphia. So he puts over Taz and uh, insults former FTW champ Brian Cage. So Cage comes out, uh, but Team Taz rescues him. And they're still feuding, I guess. I don't know. I thought they moved on. The internal Taz beef. Yeah. Team Taz just hates everyone. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Up next. Hukaru Shida takes on Serena Deeb. And uh, before the match, they hyped up. If Hukaru Shida wins, she'll be the first woman in the company to hit the 50 win mark. And they've even got a nice little crystal trophy made up uh, standing at ringside. Yeah, little little po- so, little pointy uh, award. Yeah, nice award there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the match was good. Uh, crowd was behind Shida. Uh, you know, they gave him... They tell you ahead of time that this is her 50th win, kind of give you a reason to pop. But, uh, or maybe not, because Deeb putting up a good fight, pulling out some cool moves. Uh, but Sheeta fights back, so Deeb has to get dirty. She rakes the eyes, hits the Deeb talks, but Sheeta kicks out of that. So crowd's getting pretty hot now. Deeb just has been working over Sheeta's leg and slams it into the ring and locks her in a big half crab. And Sheeta taps out. Big upset. Uh, 
But, you know, I kind of like that. They made it almost too expected that she was going to get the 50th win. And they, here, shouldn't, so. they, shouldn't have made, they shouldn't have printed the trophy. They, went to the, they had to go to the trophy store. They had to write the thing. That's when I knew she was doomed. And Serena Deeb. Yeah. Serena Deeb is one of these great performers who we saw when she was in and around that NWA championship defending here on Dynamite and stuff. And then sort of, uh, you know, we haven't seen her as much. However, yeah. you know, she she does hold the moniker. Dina Malenko has named her the woman of 1,000 holds, uh, which I got to <laughs> say is pro- high praise. High praise coming yeah. from a guy like I that. I mean, every time uh, we don't see her often, but when she's called upon, she more than delivers, delivers here. So, yeah. uh, you know, could be in the mix for that TBS title. Hmm. Hopefully. Uh, and then afterwards, she goes over, grabs that trophy and just cracks it over Sheeta's yeah. head. That fine crystal. Oh, Big no. For that Deeb. fine crystal. But uh, no, I thought this was a great match and a good moment for Deeb to kind of establish herself as a, a heel. Maybe the second top heel after Britt Baker. After Baker. You know, we need someone. And Jade Cargill seems very heely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like this. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, backstage, Darby Allen gets beaten down by this group of masked masked men all dressed up in black. Wearing, uh, yeah, the old ski masks, mm-hmm. bank robber style. Uh, but we can tell who it is. It's the pinnacle because one of them hits an F10. It's got to be Wardlow. Uh, but yeah, they just throw him onto a pile of barricades, choke him with a skateboard, and they all run off. Yeah, I, during the whole time, I think it's uh, Excalibur is trying to be neutral, saying, like, men, there's men in masks and suits, and they're taking out uh, Darby. And they 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 appear to be four of them, and then Tony Schiavone is just <laughs> Tony Schiavone saying there that's that's MJF like, that's more. <laughs> the pinnacle. <laughs> yeah. He's just like clearly, <coughs> clearly that is the pinnacle. Uh, mm-hmm. And Excalibur just keeps no selling. Just all they're they're in masks. One of them is really large. Delivered a spinning a spinning maneuver. <laughs> Onto Darby, it's like that's Wardlow F10. Yeah. <laughs> it was really sick. for legal reasons. I mean, as a fellow masked man himself, Excalibur. Hey man, have you ever have you ever searched Excalibur no mask? It's don't no, don't I respect, I respect the man too much. Don't it's not what you it's not what you uh, thought it would be, and it could change the entire thing. <laughs> I, res- well, I respect him too much. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> But let's go to the main event of the evening, the much-anticipated casino ladder match with the good old giant poker chip hanging at the top that earns you a guaranteed AEW World Heavyweight Championship opportunity. Uh, And much like the Battle Royals, you know, we start with just two people in the ring and every two minutes another person comes down with a special Joker surprise at the end. But uh, one of these days, they'll they'll have to end the match early just to make it unpredictable, you know? Before everyone comes out, someone gets it. Um, yeah, imagine that before the Joker even gets there. Uh, one day. That would be fun. That would be real fun. Because a battle royal, you can't do it, but in this match. But in these, when they have these ladder matches, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, one day. It would be fun. Uh, but not today, spoiler. Because uh, Orange Cassidy and Pac are the first two, at, first two out. And... Um, yeah, they're just going at it, having some good stuff until Andrade is the next one, and he makes an immediate impact, sets up a ladder. Him and Pac climb up, and uh, Andrade hits a huge sunset bomb off the ladder, slams Pac down, the first holy shit chant of many. <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, Orange Cassidy's doing his hands and pockets routine, getting the crowd pumped. Then Matt Hardy makes his way out, so they go at it. And then another two minutes go by. Lance Archer is the next one out. Uh, so starting to get crowded here. Lots of bodies, lots of ladders. Lots of beef. Scattered everywhere. Lots of beef. Lots of beef, lots of steel. Uh, Archer's going on a roll. He uh, sets one ladder up across another, puts Orange Cassidy on it, and then just hits a big splash. Uh, next man out, John Moxley. He just grabs a chair, goes after Archer. They start fighting around, all around the ring. Uh, there's one spot where Archer like has a ladder over his head, and Cassidy just climbs up him, up his back, onto the ladder. Uh, but then we get to the final countdown for the Joker. And the music hits. We get the return of the hangman, Adam Page. Huge reaction from the crowd. Big Top pop. Top baby face. Big pop. The cowboy's and, back. And I mean to say, a blonde cowboy is back. I don't know if you uh, got a bit of a this effect. He's been spending a little too much time in the sun. Or at least maybe <laughs> just his hair has. Uh, I didn't notice the it hair. Appears, noticed appeared the to be a little, a little, little more bleached than uh, we've seen uh, Adam. I don't know. Looked great. Uh, so he gets in the ring. He's going. He's unleashing on everyone. Crowds canting, chanting cowboy shit. Uh, oh, by the way, there was then, there was like eight shits on this dynamite. I don't know if you know. I think uh, somebody didn't give a shit. Then they were a dipshit. Uh, yeah. like Monday Night Raw had a lot of shits, too. A lot of shits going on thing. down here. Yeah, a lot of shits given. Seth Rollins even tweeted about it. He's like, oh, we're allowed to say shit now. <laughs> shit. USA said we can use shit, so our ratings go up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's going crazy. Pack cuts him off though, hits him with a chair, and then sets a table up inside the ring. He climbs up the ladder, but then Andrade climbs up. Uh, him and Pack exchange blows, and Andrade gets knocked backwards, falls off the top rope, crashing hard onto a ladder, which was set across the barricade. And these aren't the WWE ladders that are built of wood, meant to break. These are. These look like just straight up ladders. They're flat out like so, they went to Home Depot. Yeah. Can we and, and ask for black ladders and then took them? Yeah, I heard from people in the crowd that uh, Andrade was pretty, pretty slow and getting up and needed help to the back. Now he took a so. he took a big bump. He took a big yeah bump. big bump there. Uh, but there was another big bump because Hangman and Pack are still in the ring. They both climbed to the top of the ladder. Uh, Hangman picks up Pack and hits the fucking dead eye off the ladder through the table. Absolute insanity. Uh, crowds on their feet. Potential spot of the year, Judy. That was huge. <laughs> yeah, like to, the the safe, the trust to have to do that move between those two guys is insane. To yeah, just not land on your head and die. God. But, uh, so, anyways, crowds on their feet. Uh, but then Moxley comes in, hits Hangman with the paradigm shift to some probably the biggest booze Moxley's ever gotten here in AEW. Yeah, he was a little just more healy, I think, just comparatively speaking. Yeah, I mean, just because everyone loves Hangman so much, but I do think Moxley is one that he'll he'll want to turn heel eventually, and you could get a great run out of that. Yeah. Uh, and then back outside the ring, Matt Hardy climbs a ladder, hits a massive leg drop onto Orange Cassidy. Breaking through a table, which really, um, Matt, we don't need you to do these. I appreciate it. That was a big uh, one. But <laughs> doing these big bumps for no reason. But, Nobody asked you, Matt. Uh, yeah. But uh, back in the ring, Moxley and Page, they both climbed the ladder. Final two. Uh, they're exchanging punches at the at the top. 
Uh, but it was kind of weird. Mox just kind of like stops and falls down off the ladder. I don't know. Look kind of like a, I don't. Un I guess he was just so beaten up. Yeah, an unconfirmed. Uh, it wasn't like a final punch knocked him. No. Out. He just kind of like. Yeah. Either way, he's down. He rolls out of the ring. Paige is all alone. He unhucks the poker chip, and that earns him the world title shot against Kenny Omega, that everybody wants to see. And uh, presumably, that's your main event for Full Gear. Full Gear coming up November thirteenth. Yeah. Uh, Adam Hangman Page. Came in hot the whole time. The crowd was missing him and, uh, you know, got that oversized poker chip. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we all want to see him win the big one, and hopefully that's full gear. Time to do it. Yeah. Another solid episode of Dynamite uh, in this little list of solid episodes of Dynamite. And uh, a great way for them to kind of cap off their two year anniversary. Agreed. Agreed. Let's, uh, that was all good. That was the show, folks. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, that was all our weekly wrestling action, but let's get into our last final segment of the night, which is, of course, the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Mike, uh, you you start us off this time. Okay. Uh, yeah, this one came down to two people for me. But uh, you know what? I'll give it to someone who we don't see as much. And Serena Deeb, wrestler of the week for me, for that good showing there on Dynamite. Yeah, that was great. Holding Hikaru Shida back from that big 50-win plateau. Uh, I'm sticking same show, but um, I'm going uh, I'm going straight to our main event with this one. Adam Hangman Page making his big return as not only the Joker, he had the crowd behind him. He hit his big maneuvers on all the big players of even and that dead eye, like you said, spot of the yeah, year. Crazy <laughs> for him to then go up and then of course because unlike in WWE, it's a uh, it's a carabiner. That's how it's attached, right? But here it was like it was a hook system so he had to you know what it's like you, you had to kind of he has to support the weight of the chip and then boost it up enough so <laughs> we would get over the hook and the camera was yeah. zoomed in and i'm thinking to myself oh, oh, come on adam only took a couple it seconds it took him a couple seconds with it <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> added to the tension like added ah! to the tension like it might not be him adam hayman page you're the uh you're the rest of the week and maybe maybe champion come out of full gear i don't know uh, can he just make it past full gear to make it at a full 365 days uh, so I guess our yeah, question now, do we think but, he actually surpasses the one-year mark, or is it time for a, a new challenger? I just feel like it's time for the Hangman to win. I mean, you, you could easily have Kenny, but I mean, yeah, why put it off? The crowd wants it. Hangman's as hot as he can be. Just have him win the big one. Yeah, this could be it. This could be it. Really can't. Uh, looking forward to full gear. We'll uh, we'll be building up to that as the month goes on. And that's all the time we have. Thanks for listening, folks. Rate, review, subscribe. The show is everywhere. Uh, so what? We have Saudi, and we can chill for a couple weeks until we got Saudi. Yeah, and then we, we got, got Saudi and Halloween Havoc. Sa ha Saudi, Halloween Havoc, and then full gear. Two horror themed events. Yeah, kind of like. We have a real bing bang boom of pay per views coming up towards <laughs> the end of the month and into November. Uh, so yeah, really looking forward to it all. Uh, you got anything else you got to say? 
Uh, nope. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, folks. Mike, you take care of yourself. We bowed it, bowed it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>